Ready, set, go! This is the Checkpoint Radio Podcast. Tune into our weekly radio show. For more information, go to CheckpointRadio.com. Here are your hosts, Nate Bender, Robbie Landis, Norris Howard, and Joe Sloan. Checkpoint Reach. Hey, welcome to the Checkpoint Radio Podcast on the Westwood One Podcast Network. Everyone's listening. Exclusive, uncensored, and extended conversations from the nationally syndicated crew of the Checkpoint Radio Show. My name's Nate Bender. I'm joined by the Checkpoint Radio crew, Robbie Landis. What up? Norris Howard. The player hating. And over at the Checkpoint News Desk, Joe Sloan. Made me want to have drops. Yeah, you know, I, I I realized that that drop was a little bit low, uh, probably from the game that we were playing on today's uh, yes. show. So once yeah. more for the people in the back, Norris. They're player haters. There we there go. We go. <laughs> that, one, that one's a little bit uh, soft-spoken at the same time, too. So, uh, Welcome to the show, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us on the podcast. We appreciate having you all along. Uh, again, CheckpointRadio.com to uh, check out full episodes on demand. And I feel like I've got to mention this because we still get a glut of people coming to the website on Tuesday who are expecting a... New full episode on demand. They don't even and, realize, and, and we don't have one. And they're like, "Where's the, the this week's episode?" Well, and well, then they go to Mixcloud, and it's already there. That's because it's being uploaded five days earlier on Friday. So, uh, actually, in two days from those that are watching on Twitch right now, two days from now, if you're listening to the podcast, it was one day ago. So, you can actually listen to the full Checkpoint Radio episode right now over at Mixcloud.com slash Checkpoint Radio or at our website. You can go back to the past to listen to us in the future talk about stuff from the past. From the past, yeah. I know, right? It's crazy. I think that's right. Something like that. That was a little boggling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, we need a, a flow chart to be able to <laughs> Anyway, uh, thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Uh, we have challenged our listeners to give us 60 reviews inside of 365 days. We need a total of 90 reviews on our uh, iTunes uh, page. We're getting there. To, to be able to get Joe in a DIY Bubsy cosplay yeah. made by Robbie. As a right. I that need, sounds awful. As a right. I need to have this in my life, guys. I'm already planning it out, man. I, got, I got plans, Joe. I in got the, plans. In the past week, we have gotten two more. More reviews. Ooh, so what are we right. up to now? We are at a total of 77 reviews. 13. We only need 13 We more. only need 13 more, guys. We are closing in on the Bubsy Cosplay stream. In fact, I think the, I think the week of E3, we had got 13 or 15. So come on. We know you guys can do well, it. If we Close get, this out. We're at the number now where if we get one a week, we'll make it easy. Yeah. So... If you haven't left us a review over at our iTunes page, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it, uh, then head on over there right now. So right that, now. So that we can make sure that Joe has to do this DIY Bubsy cosplay. Joe, why now, are you more panicked about it? I'm a little disappointed right now. I mean, first of all, I'm actually going to pay you a compliment. I've seen your cosplays. They're pretty good. Oh, probably, yeah. uh, I'm not spending that much effort are, on are, it. Are you going to use some, like, maybe Crayola markers to, to be able to, you get know, like... proper orange. Yeah, oh, get the oh, proper no. orange. I, 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 Highlighters, I, I, maybe? I think I think we'll get actual face paint. Donald right, Trump so, so brand spray tan? Ooh, oh, what you could man. do, too. We could get, like, the old school kind of mask where you just take a paper plate and draw on one side oh, of no, it. Oh, no, no, no. We're, 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 we're putting this on your face. Oh, yeah. 
You're gonna. Yeah. yeah. You're, this is. Oh, gonna, you want to put like face paint on me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I. We need to ensure that full that, force still. We need to ensure that he, this takes multiple showers to get off. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I plan. Like I said, what I, I possibly plan, go wrong. I plan on getting like a used Chewbacca costume for like the the for the pants because because you know he has That's pants. That's gonna be expensive. Right? I, you know what? I understand that f- soiled Halloween furry USA, costumes. Man. Soiled yeah. furry costumes actually go for way cheaper. You yeah. may want to try that. I will Just call Sonic that, Fox. Then. He's got a bub. There you go somewhere. Uh, yeah, you, th- you think he has Bubsy? Blue's his color, man. Yeah, that's true. Nah, he's a furry. He's got. He's got. He's got more than one. He's got, he's got a closet. He's, he's he's got choices. The, a man needs choices. The, in his yeah, life. I had choices. The only thing that I'm uh, think is going to be a challenge right now is the whiskers. Because I'm not, I'm not just going to draw whiskers on you. We we got to get you actual whiskers. Nah, man, just get him some raw spaghetti and just stick it over there. He'll be fine. <laughs> have Fritz, in, Fritz in here like trying to get at my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Anyway. Guys, thanks for uh, for joining us. Uh, let's read one of our newest reviews, and this one actually came in from the UK. Oh, nice! Oh, so, UK stand up. Hey, congratulations on y'all first Evo win. That's <laughs> very true. Now, here's the thing: last time we had remarked that all of our reviews up until now, except for one, have oh, been no. five stars. So what did two people back to back come in and do? Ah. They come in and they leave four star reviews Man. back to back. All right, four just, stars is good though. Just you hipsters. Well, to be to be fair, the, 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 at least in this one, like I feel like this is a legitimate critique. Well, that's of what I mean. Us. Four okay. stars means criticism, but it's a good show. That's right. Uh, okay. Right. So for, uh, this says uh, fresh talk by S. Clarkson. Fresh talk. Fresh talk. Are you related to, to Jeremy, Jeremy Clarkson, Clarkson by chance? <laughs> the Checkpoint Radio podcast is a ref- Refreshing take on the latest gaming and esports news and topics. The chemistry between the hosts is fantastic, and they all have important comments to share and opinions to make. I feel the one thing that holds the podcast back is the show review segments, as it slows down the real conversation of the episode and adds some needless padding. Oh God damn it! I, Don't let Kevin hear this. He's going to make us wait. change all of the fucking podcast. I understand they need a way to link back to the show proper, but it would be better if they could find a way to execute this more organically. Regardless. Keep up the good show. I wish nothing for the but the best for all of you. And I feel like this would have been a very, very good criticism early on when we did the show review first. Yeah. But now that we've moved it to the second half, if you're not into the show review or you do listen to the full show, yeah, you, you get your podcast out. topic and you bow and out. you can bounce yeah. out. Again, I, I, I sort of wonder if this is Kevin in disguise leaving us reviews, right? Because he's like, it, it's really, it's, it's, it's weird how he hones in on exactly the part of the podcast that Kevin continuously bitches about. I'm just mm. saying I've never seen Kevin and S. Clarkson in the same room at the same time. I'm <laughs> right? just saying it's never happened. It's That's crazy. True. It's crazy. Although I would be annoyed if Kevin gave us a four-star review. Uh, and then we've got this four-star review, which came in from Chumofo. Chumofo? <laughs> Chumofo. Chumofo. Okay. Who uh, says the best four stars ever. I like these guys. I've been following them since way back in the day. Maybe it's because they hold nothing sacred when it comes to humor. <laughs> Check- Checkpoint is a little bit more clean, though. I also like the bite-sized bits of news that can be quickly consumed. I'm giving it four stars since five stars is boring. That is hipster. What? Okay. <laughs> All right. That's a you terrible reason hipster. to not give us five stars, you jerk. You hipster. <laughs> Anyway, thank you, Chumofo, as well as S. Clarkson. We do appreciate the honesty. No, you know what? Just for that, Chumofo. The feedback is nice. I'm, I'm starting to hold things sacred. No, I'm done. 
All I'm right. starting what's, to hold what's, things sacred. What's the first thing you're going to hold sacred okay, then, Okay, okay, snowflakes triggered there again. There we go. Yeah. That's yeah. it. No, I'm done now. With with what? With what? We're not done with the pie. What, are you going to leave? No, no, we're just going to hold... I'm not going to make jokes anymore about things that are inappropriate. You we're going to be, be very PC from now on. Okay, you might you be. You can be PC. We're still going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Damn. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Is he supposed to be united front, guys? Nah. nah. No way. Nah. Anyway, uh, thank you guys for the reviews. Let's make sure to get that 90 reviews. We're so close. We're just 13 away. De- Decibels brings up a good point. Do you think Kevin could set up a UK proxy? No. Okay. No, I don't. Point but well I do taken. think he knows no, someone in the he UK. He knows someone. And he's in mm-hmm. something 20 bucks. <laughs> 20 euro, whatever. No, all he has to do is just... He probably has an intern set up a VPN for You know him. what? No, no. You know what I it is? I don't think he knows what a VPN is. I think he accidentally downloaded the UK version, version of, of iTunes, yeah. and he just doesn't know. He has no idea. Anyway. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rearrange and the S- letters. S- S- Clarkson. S. Clarkson's just his like, pen name that he uses. Yeah. Giving a lot of credit to Kevin, guys. <laughs> he, can't, right. he can't even get us on in Dallas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn! Right. Burn, Robbie. I'm I don't. Standing. I don't know if we should rock that, but we can't get ourselves on in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. very good point. Anyway, all right. Uh, let's talk about uh, this week's podcast topic. We talked a couple of times during the show about Octopath Traveler, the success of Octopath Traveler, especially in the West, and uh, the fact that you know, Bravely Default and Octopath have been kind of bantering back and forth over Twitter. This seems to be an indication that Square Enix is moving more in the direction of these kind of throwback games. Well, and specifically they said uh, the the sales have been stronger than its forecast and exceeded expectations particularly in the West. It chalks all this up to an increased appreciation for JRPG tropes over the last few years. I don't know that that's true, but okay. The appeal to old school fans and new elements like its striking diorama visual style. Okay, the, the last two, maybe yes. But yeah. I don't know that JRPG tropes are the exact reason. Oh, oh uh, the company w- and the company went on to say that we can expect similar games to be coming. I, I mean, that's good. I, I, mean, I, think I definitely that, think that that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, and then, but but, but Nate, you you do have I think a solid hold here. I don't know just the fact that in the West we're like, yeah, give give us more JRPG tropes because there are a lot of games that that do it and they're and not they very good. But Square Enix has always been good with JRPGs. So when you guys do it, yeah. People like it. Yeah, stick to that. People yeah. want people want Square Enix's specific JRPG yes. tropes. And the, and the thing is, though, I, I, and and I don't know if how are they defining JRPG though? Because there's this really important discussion, dare I say it, battle that happens in the Final Fantasy community about whether or not Final Fantasy should return to its roots roots and go back to a turn-based style or an ATB style uh, uh, game. And, uh, you know, there's there's a... Believe me, you you bring this up in any Final Fantasy-based Facebook chat or forum, people are going to go nuts about this because everyone has an opinion about it, and it seems to be split damn near down the middle 
of fans who would love to see Square Enix go back with specifically the Final Fantasy franchise, not just with Bravely Default or Octopath Traveler or whatever these, you know. Specifically Final Fantasy. Other other IPs are, but specifically with the Final Fantasy name, go back to its roots. And then, you know, maybe a game like Final Fantasy XV, which wasn't originally conceived as a core Final Fantasy title, right. even in the first place, that... You know, you you still innovate, continue to innovate, because Final Fantasy 15, taken away from the fact that it's a Final Fantasy game, it's actually a pretty decent it's a game. It is. It's a good game. Good game. It's the it. fact yeah. that they put the Final Fantasy brand name on it that actually prevents me from... It was too heavy a badge. Yes, exactly. It, there's a lot of baggage that mm-hmm. comes with it. So, you know, does, does Square Enix need to maybe rethink the way that they're doing these, you know, other IPs and and Final Fantasy and kind of go back to the drawing board and and revisit what core fans or long term fans of the franchise seem to want here's, out of it. Here, but here's where that here's where that becomes dangerous because for as many people as you said that want the old school turn based stuff, you run the risk of alienating creating new fans and new fans but being then- new fans and younger fans being you know a generation after us are used to a specific type of game i do not know and i because i can't say this for certain but i do not know that if a new younger audience is presented with turn-based battle that they automatically go this is boring and turn it off i think that if you do any battle system that you do if you do it well enough and it's interesting and engaging enough then it gets the job done persona 5 no right? i was about I, I literally was about to bring that up because i love persona 5 and right. everybody knows that and i personally would love to see them return to turn base because i'm fucking old and i would just like to see that but i also i also acknowledge that there's a cohort of the final fantasy community that Really, really likes fifteen. Okay, but I, I understand. I understand that. Are you losing that. out I, any more by alienate your alienating your older or hardcore fans as opposed to your newer, younger fans? Like you're no, going to alienate I th- I someone. Think that, I think you are, but if you look at the direction that Square Enix has taken so far, they're saying, "Hey, we want to." continue to make open world games we want to continue to make games as a service everything that they're doing is in this pseudo forward thinking you know the new fan type of thing but you're right it does run the risk of also alienating the old fans and by the way you don't have to do one or the other right we're not saying every game you make has to be like classic final fantasies because again ff15 did well people liked it but i i feel like my biggest problem with square enix is is because you want to innovate you want to create new stuff dip into new markets and genres that's cool but i feel like what they said was in order to make sure that this succeeds we need the final fantasy name to carry it exactly and i don't think that that is necessarily true no i think it was a good enough game as a matter of fact i think it i might have liked it more if it wasn't a final fantasy i, I agree with that i think i would have given ff15 more of a more chance objective. and and you yeah. know i i know that goes to this well quite a bit but when you look at games that haven't strayed very far from their their core principles but they still manage to innovate look at the way that pokemon's done it right? exactly and yeah. specifically now coming into the switch age they are really going off the reservation but at the same time they're using 
the franchise, using the Pokemon franchise, but they're still not endangering that core Pokemon adventure game uh, that on. we're all used to. Let's actually, let's dig a little deeper into that because the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee mm-hmm. games are rending the po- the the Pokemon community in, in half. In half. Even, yeah. even, because, even though because, Game Freak has said that there is another mainstay Pokemon game that's coming in 2019. Correct. And not just that, but uh, the amount of things that got changed from a core Pokemon title for Let's Go Pikachu and and Eevee are very minute. Well, it, very minute. But, it's not like they replaced the battle system with the battle system from Go or something. I could see people absolutely losing their shit about that and being completely justified. But the fact that even small changes to the way that Pokemon are caught and your team is built, the way that gyms fundamentally function... You know, like, there hasn't been that many changes, and still, that community is freaking out like its hair is on fire and its ass is yeah, quickly Yeah, but at catching. the same time, Game Freak and Pokemon has still been very successful. And we're talking about Square Enix, where their last few mainline releases have been met with lukewarm you know, we're, we're right. warm yes. at best feelings outside of Octopath and Britain, the first right, break right. default. And, 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 and I mean, just, you know, to kind of drive that point home, the release of 15, you know, like that, the, you expect the kind of reaction and buzz and hype around the release of a Final Fantasy game that we saw around like God of War and, and the way that people are still playing God of War and still talking about it. That is usually what a good Final Fantasy game Used will do. do. Yeah. yeah, right. Like, now like a 10 amount or 12. Red when you hear that a new Final Fantasy game is coming out. 10 I mean, was yeah. the last one that really did it because of course Agreed. 11 broke the mold and then it's you know Every, can you name a single person our age that didn't own final fantasy 10 no i mean, I, I literally can't think of a single person because no. ever almost everyone i know Skuro. has some context for he, it, he owned if it's it, not did he play it if no it's not, no the first game the first final fantasy he ever touched was 13 Ugh. that's unfortunate that Everything. Well, now, now we know what's wrong with him. But again, but again, uh, you know, if it wasn't seven, it was ten. You know, if it wasn't ten, it was nine, nine, nine or twelve. Yeah. You know, it, it, the thirteen is just an no, 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 uh, unacceptable but a, entrance. But that's to a good the point, and that's and that's something that I will say because everybody's talking about does Final Fantasy have to go back specifically to turn base in order to regain form, and I don't necessarily think it does. And I think twelve is a good example because you had twelve, which is a game they just re re-release to rave reviews a bunch of people went out and fucking bought it why because it actually was pretty fun to play it just had weak everything else yeah it had weak characters it had a weak story it had everything around well, it that now, you expect now you're getting into the other problems of the final fantasy series yeah. because final fantasy has carried that forward a, a a game series that at its core has been praised for its strong characters its strong narrative and its attention to detail at some point the attention to detail outweighed the rest of the shit and yes. we were left with Ash and Balthier and Vaughn and Canelo. A bunch of people you don't give a fuck about. Exactly. And You're then, left with well, a Baltier. Baltier was also. Baltier was all right. But the thing is, is that 
with 12 to me what they showed is that we can make something that's not necessarily turn based and still make it fun sure yeah but, and we can still make the combat it, was very yeah, fun I, I will give it that that's it why feel, I kept playing that game yeah, and we can still make it feel like a RPG yes the problem is that 15 is so divergent from everything else, it, there's, this but the, it's innovative, Norris. No, it's divergent. It's, it's innovative. No, it's divergent. It pushes the RPG genre in a new direction. Then do it with something else. Like, I agree. Don't ruin your flagship franchise at the same time that you're I, trying to innovate. I agree, but Square Enix has been on this path of innovation, 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 almost innovation for innovation's sake well, when it comes to the RPG, and I just don't know that it ever needed that, right? You know, you you had the Western-style RPG very much rooted in D&D, which yes. was being... The, the charge of it was led for so long by Ultima Games, and then it was taken up by Bethesda, and it became Elder Scrolls was driving mm-hmm. it, right? And then you had JRPGs, which were defined for a long time by their adept storytelling, yep. their really rich characters, and being able to do that through 8 or 16-bit sprites. And it's like as soon as it went to fucking 3D graphics and you could you could take an anime drawing and insert it, JRPG has been a shorthand for any RPG that contains anime characters. Oh, and to me, that, when, when I hear JRPG tropes, like they had like Square Enix had mentioned, that's what I immediately go to is the fucking cringy senpai bullshit. But I don't think that's what a JRPG trope is. I think JRPG tropes in are your the battle de- system, in are your the defini- character building. In, but in your definition or in Square Enix's well, definition, I think, I think that's in, the important the important caveat there. Well, I think in Square Enix's because when they mention JRPG tropes, JRPG tropes, they're specifically talking about, about Bravely, Bravely Default, Default and Octopath Traveler, which does have many of those more classic JRPG tropes that we would recognize. I, I mean, yes. Uh, although Octopath Traveler, or I'm sorry, uh, Bravely Default rather, because I haven't played Octopath sure. Traveler. But uh, Bravely Default did, especially in Bravely Second, start falling into that anime weeaboo trap. That I don't even know if I would say it did. Bravely D Second, Bravely Second had its own kinds of problems, but it, it, it was not bad. It was it, bad. It was just too much of a rehash of the first game. That's true, too. That, that was really what Bravely Second suffered from. I really enjoyed most of Bravely Second until I got halfway through the game and started being like, okay, I've I feel like I've done before. this, but yeah, th- this feels mighty familiar all of a sudden. Yeah. And that's where that, but I wouldn't say like, like the, the things that I think about when I think of like JRPGs that annoy me, I think of like Kingdom Hearts. Where I'm like, oh my god, this is not what I picture as a JRPG. Do we consider that a JRPG? No, what? that's no. An, that's if anything, that's an action that's RPG. That's action RPG. Yes. And again, and I would and I would even say that FF15 is an action RPG yep. as well. But that's, but that's yeah. what I'm saying is that it's an action RPG. So for me, it shouldn't have been called the Final Fantasy. So. I think the the question at the heart of this discussion is what does Square Enix do? Does Square Enix take the Final Fantasy franchise back to its roots and start doing more turn-based or maybe even more MMO-style hot bar combat? Or... Do they continue doing that with their spinoff series no, no. And, and, and continue to, quote unquote, innovate no, here's, with Final here's Fantasy? Here's what I think. I think based off Bravely and based off Octopath and even Persona 5, I think if Square Enix looks back and says, you know, it makes an announcement, it has all the amazing graphics and uh, dude, if you took 15, right, and got rid of the boy bandness of it 
and created new characters, maybe even let you play as a girl for a change. No. I don't know. That novel idea. But let you do all that stuff and made the combat uh, uh, active time battle. Yeah, made it, yeah it doesn't make it turn based. Yeah, no, active no, no, no. time battle. But even if yes. they made it active time battle like in 12 or uh, active uh, turn base in like it was in 10, if they did that, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, everybody would be back in. Everybody, even the people who are detractors, mm. and ho- everybody would on. be back. Why, in. why do that? Hang on, but why do? Why go to the trouble to do that with FF15? Why not just do a new game? Well, no, I'm saying no. What I'm saying is, is that if you took all the polish that FF15 has, sure. and put that into a turn-based system, that everybody so, well, would what, be back what you're, in. What you're describing is Lost Odyssey. Oh, Lost Odyssey was so good. But Lost Odyssey was great. Lost Odyssey was phenomenal. Here's the problem is that, I mean, all of us played Lost Odyssey, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Lost Odyssey, we can all sit here and say was phenomenal. It did not sell very well. No. And and that may have been a victim of the time period that it it came out in. Because at that time, you know, of course, Hironobu Sakaguchi had just left Square Enix and, and started to strike out uh, uh, with Mistwalker Studios, and this was around the time that you had a lot of the video game networks and and uh, critics out there, the video game heads, if you will, uh, saying that turn based is dead. Is dead. Is dead. That was the narrative. I see. I have to wonder though that that had uh, Sakaguchi not went and made Mistwalker themselves, because I didn't even at the time realize what Mistwalker was until you told me, and that's what tuned me in to. Uh, uh, um, Lost Odyssey. Yeah, sorry, Lost Odyssey. Right? Had I had that came out under Square Enix, right? From the legendary creator of Final Fantasy, Square Enix brings you Lost Odyssey. Everybody would have been picking that game up. So I agree with Norris. If they took a return to form and actually the Final Fantasy 16 brought back a lot of what we say has been missing in the past generations would make a lot of people happy. And to anybody who would potentially be alienated because they like the gameplay from 13 and from 15, do what Pokemon does and create those sort of not mainstay, but these sort of offshoot ones to relegate to that. And people are still going to buy them. They can enjoy them. And that way, people are getting the best of both and, worlds. And on but top of it, that, as as Dark Flux says in the chat, is that Lost Odyssey also came out at Xbox, was, oh, which wasn't that is a, true. A RPG it was, it, console. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. Xbox yeah. did not have the reputation of being an RPG console. God, I would love to see a Sony re-release on that like like i would love to see lost odyssey get a re-release package that included you know multiple platforms as well Mm -hmm. as pc support i mean honestly if you if you take lost odyssey right let's say it never comes out on xbox right Put it out now in the current context. I don't know. I think on people, the switch or something, I, dude. I think people would lose their shit. I think they would with, love how, it. with how good, like honestly, with how genuinely good that game is, and how right. much I genuinely enjoyed yes. playing through it. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely it think would, it would sell like gangbusters. I agree. I totally agree. So I, I think I think the bigger question, as we we're saying, is not so much, you know, should they return to that? Because I think personally that they're not but if they did right what does that what else does that game need to have or what else does square enix need to do to bridge that gap because it needs to be more than just oh it's turn-based right here's my question about that right so if they are going to look to make a you know more classic style old school turn-based game 
I mean, are they going to bring in Silicon Studios to do that? Who made Bravely Default? Are they going to try and do it just as, as their main company? Are they going to ha- have Acquire, who did Octopath Traveler? Because Square Enix in-house has never put out a competent turn-based Specifically RPG. Square Enix. That's right. Yeah, Since yeah it was they joined. Yeah. Square Soft. Yeah, Soft Square has Soft done it well. Yeah, they've yeah. never put one yeah, out. Because so if they're going to do that, I want to see Silicon Studios on that name. I don't want to see or, or Square Enix. You, you need I mean, to you can, they can publish it. That's fine. You need to at least bring people in, because one of the things that I don't think... Think Square Enix is capable of, even if they do go back to using all the same, you know, tropes and, and the mechanics and stuff that we're used to. I don't think that this Square Enix has a single writer on staff that can give us anything remotely close to the level of writing that we know from Final Fantasy six through ten. Well, I mean, aren't we kind of dancing around like the bigger question? What's the point in the Final Fantasy sixteen at this point? Mm. What does there need to be one for? No one in the community can agree what it should look like. Yeah, but that's always been what Final Fantasy that's has true. been like. It's that when's the last time a but good Final Fantasy came out? No, but it's always been that way. Every time a new Final Fantasy is announced, it's always been what is it going to be like? Seven looks what nothing does it like. Need to be like looks nothing Seven like nine. nine looks nothing, nothing like ten. But they all still had something to them. Right, yeah, and, and they, they were that all treadmill, well received. That treadmill has been going on for a while. But you're right. Something happened around the time of thirteen, where around it's the time of the, twelve, frankly. Eh, twelve? No, no, no. Twelve. Twelve still. Had had the fanboy afterglow. It did. It had something to it. It did. It has something to it. I think when people look back on it now, like, you know, when they when they look back to it now, you know, they're a lot more honest about uh, about what it was. But 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 it's still sold. I stood in line for 12. I stood in line for 12. I did not for anyone else after that. I agree. I stood in line for 12, too. And it's the last one I stood in line for. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'm alone in that. But also digital dish Distribution came out after that, and you didn't have to stand in line. Well, but I did buy no, thirteen but, on a disc. Uh, yeah, I didn't stand in line. I, to do I, that, I did though. too. I did too. And I bought thirteen day one. I didn't. But that I was, did. I think, maybe the last Final Fantasy game that I bought day one. It, so, it was what it was for me. Yeah. But I think that's where the shift is. It's not yeah. in twelve. The shift is at thirteen. So, but I mean, we've we've highlighted though that. 15 would have been a pretty decent game if it hadn't had the Final Fantasy name on it. Yeah. And if we want an old school style Final Fantasy game, we basically already have that in the Bravely series and the Octopath series and what could yeah. be an Octopath series. Yeah. What's the point in FF16? That would be like asking... Because you, no, still, no, no. you still need Final Fantasy. That would Fantasy. be like asking Capcom what's the what's the point in Street Fighter V because the first year and a half of Street Fighter V wasn't well received. Yeah. No, they'd be like asking that if Street Fighter 3, 4, and 5 had all been not well received. Dude, Street Fighter 3 had to come out three times before people really <laughs> liked it. And yeah, but here we are with Street Fighter 4 that went over fairly well. Five it was popular. No, it not did. at first. No, not no, at no. First. Street I Fighter admit. Four did well is because when it came out, people were hankering for a new Street Fighter. People yeah. wanted to, what felt like Street Fighter Joe's again. Quest, but if they had been putting question, out though, other fighting games they that had. were good, they've been putting good. out the Versus series, yeah. which no. were great. Look to Joe to your question though. Regardless of what anybody thinks about fifteen, it still sold it did. well enough that the that the Final Fantasy name still means something, right? And if they want to try to get back to the good graces that they were before Square Enix helped to tank them, what they need to do is take teams uh, uh, like what made uh, Bravely Default or Octopath Traveler and give them the tools and the funds and the resources to make a game on par. You know, technologically, with fifteen, if maybe, you take well, that, that talent and let them make a Final Fantasy, maybe, we'll be back to where maybe, we need to be. Maybe just don't give every project to the guy that made Kingdom Hearts. 
I mean, the, that's number one. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. When we start seeing Square Enix say things like that, we can have the talk about no, a decent Final Fantasy How many 16. projects does Nomura have under his belt at Square Enix? Well, right he now. was working at, in tandem, supposedly, on Kingdom Hearts 3 and FF15. That's what I'm saying. Those are the two of the most massive projects in all the video games. Is he on FF7 Remake? I think he might be on the... No, he's not. Okay. But to what Robbie's saying... Into you know why I really think that if they go back and do these things, it'll be great, and why it's not pointless is because first of all, the name does hold weight. Period. If but not like sudden, it did ten years ago. It holds more weight than almost any RPG bought, out. Period. I, still, I bought thirteen and fifteen day one. I mean, right. well, against not just, my better judgment. But not just I that. Still did you it. can go. You can go into a room full of people who are so-called gamers, even people who aren't gamers, and say, "Hey, did anybody out here play Persona?" And you might get half the room. And you go and say, "Hey, did anybody play or heard of Final Fantasy?" They Almost still make those? everybody is going to raise their hand. Even yeah. people who aren't gamers, they still make those. Not just that, but I mean, like you've you've also got the fact that Final Fantasy may be popular here in the U.S. and and in Europe. Europe, but in Japan, it is a mammoth. Well, and it's here's the problem. Cultural. But, but here's the problem to that: thirteen and fifteen were mammothly popular in Japan. You're right. So if we're going on that train of thinking, sixteen ain't going to be any different. No, I, I, I mean, I think that that's a really good point, and I think that you know, Square Enix is now at the point as a company where they can't just go on you know regional feedback. I think. That Every game developer has to think bigger than just yeah, a, sing- a singular region where a game resonates. Because what did they say for years is that these older style RPGs, JRPGs, don't work in the West. They don't work in the West. Yeah. And they would come out in Japan and they'd do, eh, they'd do all right. Mm-hmm. But they'd be like, eh, they're, they're, no NA release. No one is going to buy this in North America. It's not worth translating. It's not worth redubbing. Yep. Forget it. It's too much trouble. And then what happens is that Bravely when default. they do actually bring one over, that is it's amazing. You're right. It's Bravely Default or it's Octopath Traveler and it goes like gangbusters. To Joe, to that same point, Joe, that even with 13 and 15, you know, not being so well received over here, still sold amazing in Japan tells me that if you go back to the old formula it'll probably still sell amazing in Japan but they're gonna buy it either way but not just that we're we're also being really you know unfair to the other Final Fantasies because they had actual logical development cycles for the most part and then 15 comes along it has a decade long development cycle doesn't even start as a mainline Final Fantasy and then they call it a Final Fantasy because they don't have anything else about in their time brains one came exactly. out. Afterwards, yeah. it's about time one comes out so really to even use 15 as a linchpin is, is somewhat unfair because it was never really meant to be a Final Fantasy in the first place and, and, and just, I, I think it was Robbie's point like why not just use Final Fantasy series as as you know, you have the core mechanics; those don't change. And the spinoffs of Final Fantasy would be for where you can change because, the mechanics. Because your Pokemon are, Snap titles, yeah. And and I understand I understand the logic behind that, but isn't that really what they tried to do with FF13? Not not with you know keeping the core parts of the series, but.
but they ended up spreading themselves too thin with the Fabula Nova Crystallis garbage. Uh, yeah, but they did it okay with like you know Dirge of Cerberus yes. and stuff like that. It can be done. No, no, Ten no, 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 years no. after the friggin' Stop. game came it's, out, and but, not just that, you're talking about the most beloved game in the entire yeah, franchise. Dude, sure. You can't come out at the dude, gate with that, dude, dude, dude. Like FF Seven had been out for. 10 fucking sure. years and Square Enix at that point was like oh well we haven't made as much cor- money this quarter as we did last quarter yep. let's do a sequel to Final Fantasy 7 and all of us went what really but, but uh, that's that's that remember when Advent Children was announced how yeah. confusing that was yeah. wait a minute why do we need a fucking sequel to a game that had the most perfect ending ever right. but one of the things I'd like to point out is when a game is a spinoff like that I think that people are more likely to look if you don't like it, you don't like it, and some people do buy it. They're more likely to accept it as a spinoff than the next game. Perfect, in, example, in, of that, in perfect example of that: Crisis Core. Perfect example of that is Crisis Core. Is that everybody was getting all sick of the all sick of the the compilation of Final Fantasy Seven, everything that was going on around it. Crisis Core comes out, different platform, different gameplay, different story, same universe, and everybody goes, "Wow." This is actually really fun, and it's right. actually really good. So you can do it and, and explore those different, you know, gameplay styles and explore those different type of battle systems, storytelling and whatnot. But I think to say that the series is pointless and that we don't need to continue it, I think is is really, really, really like short sighted. Just but, because fifteen sucks, but doesn't it or thirteen? But doesn't it make sense? That they would follow up seven years later after it's become so iconic in everyone's mind, sure. because everyone wants to go back there. Yeah, there's nostalgia. A, there, there is an active audience that's like, man, I would love to go back to Midgard, and I would love mm-hmm. to go back. You know, I would, I, I would love to go back to, uh, I don't know, I don't know, Cosmo Canyon. Thank you, Cosmo Canyon. You know what I mean? Like, what are what Hojo's up to? You know, he died. Like, he's dead. It, yeah, um, but, <laughs> spoilers. But, you know what I mean? Visitor's like, grave. It, it's, it, it's, it's one of those things where it, it had the enough time to be able to gestate in our imaginations, where we were willing to give that kind of spinoff a, uh, a chance. Whereas when right. you look at thirty. And the amount of bullshit that they had planned around that, everyone looked at that and went, what? Didn't, Why? What the fuck what are you, you talking it, about? It, and nobody connected to it. Well, exactly. That, because nobody cared about 13. Yeah. Weren't the two sequels, uh, I mean, granted, I don't think they got as much play because the first one stuck so bad, but was weren't the two sequels like received better than the they original? Were they, were. They, were. they were mechanically better games. They were mechanically better games. They were mechanically better games. it doesn't matter when s- I don't give a fuck about anybody in the game. The, period. I, the, the sequel or the third one definitely did not even come close to selling what the first, you know, what FF13 did. Not so in America, even, anyway. Even if they improved the, you know, the, the uh, mechanics of the game, it didn't save it from bombing miserably over here. So I, I think that, you know, you do risk spreading yourself too thin, but at the same time, like, you know, if you're going to do a Final Fantasy game, build it from the ground up. And not just that, if you're going to, the next Final Fantasy game needs to not have any of the other bullshit. No bullshit. Put out the game. Sure. Shut the fuck up about everything else. Now, I know let, that is a huge ask for a company like Square Enix. Huge. Let the, it's an audience, audience, but, but let the audience congeal around it yes. before you start nailing us before with DLC start, and shit. Exactly. Yeah. But, exactly. But no. It, it's never going to happen. 
ever because people eat it up because like they, it took them 10 years to put out 15 when they had a game to start with what does one from the ground up today look like from square enix do they even know how to build a game just just from, from the, the ground, ground up? up no they have a bunch of leftover ideas from 2007 uh, that they pick up and remodel but you know what this is this is the time for them to prove it to everybody i mean we are talking about the company that has literally gone back and remade the better part of their original catalog they so have. you know and multiple times too they need to just publish Give give your titles to people who prove themselves. You know, like the Octopath Traveler, the so Bravely a new, Default a new, crew, a new who, dev every Final Fantasy. Well, maybe yeah, not every Final that Fantasy. Would be, but, no, but that actually awesome. is not a bad idea. I I, I wouldn't hate that. I don't that would be such an interesting idea. Wouldn't an be worse than they're series, doing it now, I guess. An anthology series where you license out the IP. You get like, all right, great. Let's see what they're gonna do with Moogles and shit. And yeah, you get like, can you imagine? Like if like the biggest collaboration of all time, Square Enix approaches Bethesda and says, "Hey, you want to make the next Holy Final Fantasy that. game? First no. of all, no, no, I don't want That'd that. Be insane, it wouldn't happen. Though. I don't want wouldn't that. Wouldn't happen. Here, here's here's a little bit more of a likely pairing from Software's take on yep. the Final Fantasy universe. Yep, because you're talking about two Japanese developers. Yep. sure. Yep. I think that that would that would that be would a little be bit much more, likely. more likely. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that. That actually would be really be cool. cool. That'd be the darkest even, Final Fantasy but game even ever if made. It's, even, but even if it's not Souls ish, right? Yeah. Even make, if it's not that, they would make a great game. My only problem is I'm concerned they'd remake Final Fantasy IX. The whole idea of the crystal going out—that's right up their alley. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, have you ever seen the the beginning to uh, what was that? God, what was that Final Fantasy game that they re-released on the PS4? It originally came out on PSP. It was one of the Fabula Nova Crystallis. It was like zero, like Final Fantasy something Fate Zero oh, or something. I don't know. The fuck was that? No, it came okay. with it came with the first demo for fifteen. Oh, okay. Remember? I I mean I didn't have a PSP. I mean I no not a PSP. It's on PS4. They did a re-release oh. on PS4. Final Fantasy Type Zero. Type Zero. Type Thank zero. you. I type appreciate zero. that. Okay, so with Ace. That's if, right. If you've ever seen the beginning of that, the the like the opening cinematic. I remember. Yeah. Those are fucking brutal. You watch a chocobo die and yeah. a dude cry and sob about it. I still think about that shit. Moments like that. I have that. On I think. Steam. Ooh, I, Atlas. I, Dude, moments like that, I think, would be an amazing, nice little touch to come back to the Final Fantasy series, because it seems like Square Enix has no ability to be able to even manipulate their audience anymore. Well, you know what I mean? Like, they can't... No willingness to. There's no will... Yeah, 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 exactly. But but at the same time, guys, I just... And I hate the fact that I'm giving this company any sort of benefit of the doubt. But this this conversation made me think is the fact that they have the monkey of Kingdom Hearts 3 just going to be off their back at the end of this year, right? Yeah. They yeah have, now they have FF7. They, yeah, they're going to have that they, on their back. That's one game. They Kingdom have, Hearts was one no, game. <laughs> but they were developing it at the same time as 15, which was 10 years old. At the same time, while wondering everything that was going on with Bravely Default and Octopath and all these other games. At this point, they will be the most unburdened as they have been in 15 years. That's actually kind of a good point. 15 <laughs> years. Yeah. I wonder when the... Uh, here's my question. When is enough of enough? Like, when do we stop giving them the benefit yeah, see, of the doubt? Yeah, see, I, I can't, because especially since after taking an FS7 project away from CC2 and, and allegedly starting from the ground up, and remember, we had reported on a story where they, and this was after, I mean, technically, I guess we don't know how much Kingdom Hearts is still going, but but it was still, it was this past year that they had put out a call for more developers in Japan because they apparently didn't have enough for the FF7 remake. 
I think it's because be they were Hearts. all working on the other. Games. No, it's it's still going to be Kingdom Hearts three all over again. It's still going to be the same thing. I can't I, do it. I can I only give it. To I can him. only hope not. That's fair. I can only I hope can't give not, it to him because the track record already proves that this is what's going to happen. I can only hope. Now the sad thing is, whenever sixteen does come out, I will still probably be there. Oh, you sheep! Day one, I, there's something about it's, it's, it's that abusive relationship. I yeah. cannot get out of it. See, I can't. I came in good faith. Because fifteen was so terrible that it was abusive. Thirteen was. I can't. No, say no, no, that no. I just mean 15. the relationship with Square. No, Enix. I know it's Square. Always, Enix, always going specifically, back for something. But specifically in Final Fantasy, fifteen was good enough. Yeah. For me to say. All right, I, I hate everything they've done with it after, but I can have the core game that came out day one and say, okay, that's what you gave me. That wasn't the worst in the world. I at least enjoyed mm. it. But if 16 looks like 15, are you in? Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I I mean, I played 15. Do you, like, remember what it took to get me to play 15? We had to do a bit with Nika on our yeah. other show yeah. about like who's like going into a blind versus not. If they announce 16 tomorrow, I just don't care. I, I mean, they're not going to announce 16 tomorrow because they've got to have season three of DLC, DLC for 15. Season three. We what a weird win. Thursday that would be. Random Thursday in August. We're like, oh, by the way, FF16's on the way. Yeah, no, no, we still have yeah. at least another 20 years before FF16. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I think what I, announced, I, I think I think what I'd like to see out of Final Fantasy moving forward is um, something a little bit... Even if thematically they just return to their roots and and not even mechanically to return to their roots, thematically returning to their roots and going back to a little bit more high fantasy. Yeah, I'm, I'm so tired of the fucking band, semi-modern boy, era. Yeah, boy bands and like all of that shit. Eight, eight the, is the only time they've done it well in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Eight and, there, eight, yeah, and there, six. There is also that cinematic that's floating around out there with uh, this this chick who's like kind of going through the slums. She's got this red sort of like uh, uh, feather dress mm. on and it, it ends with her flying away on a dragon. I actually think I would like to see where that goes. I'm pretty intrigued you, by you that. You want to return more to like the four days, like the, the early, early days, super high fantasy. Stop the crystal from going well, out. I, I mean, I think you can I think you can mix modernity and 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 sort of like, you know, like a more, you know, technological society. So seven with, and eight did it very well with high fantasy. Yes. Yeah, seven and eight did it very well. And then, you know, nine kind of wrenched it back. Even ten did it very well. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it did. Well, I mean, ten really did both. They did modern and they did high fantasy they did. in one game, which is impressive. Half the actually. game tech was abolished. Six was very. I mean, I wouldn't call it tech. It was steampunky. Steam yeah. yeah. Let, uh, let me say this, though. If I see a fucking car in 16, I'm out. I'm out. That, to me, ruined the, the Final Fantasy-ness of it. I get that it was trying to be kind of like a a road, like a, uh, what do you call it? Um, Ro- road trip. Here's the thing. Yeah, a road, road, a road, yeah, road trip. Yeah. They could have rode Chocobos. Exactly. They, they, that would, they could have been on an airship. Exactly. I think the biggest but, missing thing you. for me, especially when it comes to JRP Dropes, is the idea of having, like, your your party. Instead of just, like, four dudes or an FF-13, you know, you only ever got, what, two or three people at any given time yep. until the end. I, was, I don't know. Something about that just really resonates with me. Knowing that my party is different from Norris's or sure, Joe's. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. 
big miss. That's a big miss for me. Yeah. I miss and it. that's what they need to that's what they need to rein back. That's the JRPG tropes that we're talking about. It doesn't have to be about the battle system, but thematically and in terms of how you actually play the game and experience it. Yeah, give me the you give know, me very party. diverse party. Yep. Give me, you know, the 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 high fantasy or at least the tech mixed with fantasy settings. Yeah. Give me the magic. Give me give me that stuff. Yeah. And I think you will succeed with most Final Fantasy. It, it just felt like all of the magic or the fantasy aspects of 15 were like afterthoughts. They were like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to have magic in this game. I forgot. We I can't just use magic ever. We can't use magic nodes around that you have to craft your spells into. We, we can't We can't just be warping around the entire map the whole time, which is exactly what That's you end what up doing. That's what I end up doing, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty disappointing. It sounds like y'all really want to play Bravely Default, I gotta uh, tell you. I, I mean, I, I, I played through the first I one. I played through the first Bang. one and enjoyed it very much but uh, the second one just couldn't hold my attention i don't blame you yeah uh all right let's talk about uh what we were talking about this week on the radio show starting off talking about evo and uh it was really fun watching evo this year i will say this because i couldn't really i didn't really feel comfortable saying this on the radio show I am so happy because so many black folks did so good <laughs> at Evo. It was you guys should have saw my Twitter timeline. It was just I did like, see your Twitter timeline. It was the black experience all <laughs> of my Twitter timeline. Everybody was like lit. Everybody was standing up. We all adopted Sonic Fox as our little cousin, and like everything was amazing. And it, I just had to put that out there. So stand up to the black FGC, man, because we did it, man. That's what's up. I, 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 I couldn't believe that at some point I was cheering for a furry. A black gay furry. A black, black gay, gay furry. The best Dragon Ball Fighters player in the world, and it's awesome. By the way, before you follow Sonic Fox on Twitter, I'm going to say... You, unless you like watching gay porn a lot, you may <laughs> you may want to take a pass. You, you know how you, you know how just you know cool how out. you know how all of us follow Scuro for some fucking reason that well, we can't I, I explain. Muted him, so I don't follow yeah. Scuro. What? I don't follow Scuro. I, okay, I follow Scuro on Twitter. I'm sorry, uh, Robbie followed him on Twitter before you muted him. He's muted because what'll happen is is Scuro is is a he perf- likes titty. He's a purveyor of of thought streamers, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, yeah. really. Really. And their Patreons. Exactly. Yeah, you and, can't sub to us. And the thing a is... A patron of their Patreons. Yes. And the thing is, is that he tends to like um, gratuitous selfies on, ah, on Twitter. Ludes. The ludes. Mm, no, they're no, they're half ludes. They're half ludes. Some of them. They're not nudes. They're ludes. They're ludes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair. Um, and, uh, and, and... You know the same. Th- if you f- if you end up following Sonic, Sonic Fox, Fox, you get to kind of the you same the thing happens. Gay anime furry version of Ludes. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. So well, I'm gonna follow Sonic I am Fox. Grotesquely, I was about to say Joe Hess right, right up your alley. I'm gonna follow Sonic Fox. I'm, I'm just going to look. Um, um, yeah, I don't know that he tweets any of it, but it I mean, gets posted. Yeah, it gets, it gets yeah, it gets thrown into your Twitter timeline. Yeah, and then you got to have awkward conversations with your uh, with your coworkers. This is a by the way, his uh his uh Twitter bio. I'm a black queer furry who will mix your shit in fighting games. Sup. Nice. That's his Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Love yeah. it. All right, I'm following. Love it. <laughs> 
Anyway, uh, so yeah, talking about Evo this week on the show. Actually, two segments about Evo this week on the show. Uh, but starting off talking about each of the, uh, the the tournaments that went down. Lots of you know, lots of tournaments that lots were going on. But I, I found myself tuning in Sunday night. Mm-hmm. That that seems to be the most lit night of you. No, uh, the am cha- I wrong? Championship night is always the best. Yeah. Uh, if you want to catch some of the, you know, I tuned in uh, late Saturday to catch some of the the championship matches for some of the smaller games too. But uh, was yeah. melee on Saturday or or did that make it into Sunday? Because I I think I had tuned in right at Tekken. Four was Saturday. Smash four, four was Saturday. Four was Saturday. Yeah. Me- when did Melee? Melee rip? was Sunday. M- Melee was Sunday. Yeah, early good. Sunday. Well, that's good for them. Uh, or was it? I can't remember. But or was uh, it the other? No, no, no. Because I remember getting reports it? that people were filing out of the out of the four uh, finals on Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no Sunday. If you can only watch one day, of course, watch championships. Watch Sunday. Yeah. yeah. It was good, man. I I enjoyed it. I, hey, you know what? For me, see that shit is the international for me. Like that is my esports event. I mean, now is also Overwatch Grand Finals, but <laughs> even but even Overwatch Grand Finals, like it doesn't it doesn't have the same cultural well, significance. Oh, well, no, to I mean me. this is the yeah. first one. You know, give, first it, one give it ten to fifteen too. years or yeah. something well, like maybe, that. Maybe, but, well, but there maybe. is something to be said for like where your roots are. Like at the end of the day, when it's the finals for GSL or StarCraft, I'll still tune in and watch okay. that every time. But the other thing that Evo has going for it is it's not just Overwatch. It's not just right. League of Legends. That's, that's true. Tekken. And that's I love and I love watching it's all, all of, those of those games. Yeah. So, you know, I, I definitely Evo is is it for me. If Rick one day you know, shoots an email and was like, "Yo, we want to send you guys to do a show." Y'all, I might cry. Y'all might see me cry. I think. I, I mean, hey, we could well be there in 2019. That's yeah. not I'm so saying, unrealistic. You might see me cry. Yeah. I, might, I, I think. Uh, I think that may be in the cards. Uh, we also this week talk about the latest in esports news. We actually talk about that every single week, um, but. Uh, Riot uh, getting put on blast by Kotaku. Oh, yeah. That this, was a hard article to read. I'm not that was tough. Like, Eight thousand like, word uh, uh, expose. You can go read it. Here's the thing. I don't want to talk too much about it because we're going to be talking about it next week on the show. Yep. So we're going to give this story a little bit of time to breathe, breathe. and yeah. get get you know all sides to to let their you know voice be heard, and then we're going to double back around with this next week and talk about it. So uh, we're, we're just going to put a little bit of a pin in that uh we let's go back to evo because we're talking about some of the announcements that were uh that were made out there um seriously the fuck is g dude what is <laughs> what the fuck I, I i couldn't say that on the show the fuck is g well, hold on wait, 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 the, which so, do you think is stranger g or negan G. No, G. Okay. All right. So here's without, without hesitation. Joe has figured it out, okay? Yeah. Because on the show, Joe said G is actually just internet culture. Each character has like a and big like, cultural sort of yeah, connection. G is the internet. So basically, what Capcom thinks the internet is, is a man with golden tattoos who looks like Abe Lincoln who wants to beat people up and become president of the world. I hope that when he gets put into the game, he like flies in on an eagle or something. No, he doesn't. He just walks around and make speeches oh well yeah he actually well, has a taunt that's a speech okay was his name uh, just g or was there something it's in front a of mysterious it's g, the mysterious, it? mysterious okay. g so here's it there is a character in gaming called mystery g who is bill riser the main character of contra really yes but i looked up a picture of me doesn't look I anything yeah, I don't no that's unrelated like i said if anything he's related to q 
from Street Fighter Three because in his uh, in one of his DLC costumes, yeah, uh, he basically is dressed exactly like Q is with some different kind of colors. Hmm. So the, the Capcom is trying to make people make a connection here. Okay, I just don't know what the fuck connection that is. Why'd they have the guy come out in cosplay and interrupt the creator I have of no Street Fighter? Fucking clue. Because he's a mysterious G. That was the most bizarre. I thing. don't know. Because it was just that. like it, it was. It, I was I was listening really hard to be able to understand him because his, his yeah, English oh no, wasn't English the, is, it, not, the is not the not the greatest. But then out of nowhere, you just have some dude going, "Shut up! I want to make my speech or whatever the fuck he said <laughs> to come it in." It's much nicer than that. I don't remember at all. But it's just like what it, it, like someone speaking off camera is very jarring and disorienting. I thought the whole thing was just weird. The Apparently whole that was also the voice actor. No, was that actually the voice actor? actor. Was it really? Yeah, 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 that's no shit. Well, I mean, color me impressed. Most most voice actors do not look like the character that they voice. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that is true. But I I Kevin Conroy. I mean, he was able to cosplay him fairly yeah. decently. I thought it. Was, I thought like G was going to end up some like weird like Trumpian thing, and the in the Abe Lincoln costume was just to, like throw us off, and they were trying to make some sort of commentary. Yeah, it's just like, weird, man. It's just weird. That's what I was sort of prepared it's, for. I was I was prepared for more of like a satire of yeah, something. No, and then it was just weird. weird. Yeah, uh, and then uh, of course we're talking about this week the fall lineup of games. Uh, lots to look forward to coming up in the next couple of months uh we, our, our cutoff point was december 7th of course with uh super smash brothers ultimate coming out and uh, of course we'll revisit that list uh after really, december 7th really quick because guys. that's 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 the <clears throat> excuse me, i don't know what happened there uh but that's the uh holiday games list so oh boy that and that's gonna be exciting if yeah. each of you could have only a single game off of that list what's it gonna be red dead no, oh, that was easy for you. <laughs> That's not easy oh, at all. No, that isn't easy. Yeah, uh, it's, it's honestly it's between Spider Man and Tomb Raider for me. I'd have to go uh, just with how much with how much time I've logged into to Pokemon recently. I'm gonna have to say uh, Pokemon. Let's go, Eevee and Pikachu. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, Joe. If you pick Spider-Man, I'll pick Tomb Raider, and then we can like swap. <laughs> that's not how that works. Yeah, yeah, that's how that works. No, that's not, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Man, Life is Strange too. I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, what I would. I, that's I would, that's exactly I would, what I was. That or Smash. I'm torn between those. Uh, two. I mean, okay. Smash. Yeah, Smash is a big yeah. one. I mean, the thing dude. is, dude, I've been I've been so I ruined on Smash. My own question. I've been so ruined on Smash. I may not. I may never get Smash Ultimate. Bro, oh, you have Smash know. PTSD, man. I do. Yeah. Bruh, I do. I've been waiting for Red Death for years. Yeah, yeah. That was no. That was, I think that was that was a pretty easy one for you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Smash, we uh, spend twelve solid minutes going through all of the announcements that Smash had at their Nintendo Direct. It was so good. Holy God! They're they trying. Listen, this, this shit might fuck around. They're changing like the game, game of the century. This is like game. game of the century. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This was originally slated for a nine-minute segment yeah. this morning because we we knew that uh, when it we was going to be something. Yeah, we were going to get a Nintendo. Directed at 11 a.m. the morning of the show, well, and, sometime, and I'm like, there'll be enough for a nine, no matter what. It is. They didn't stop talking until like 1:30. And, and, and let's also yeah, be honest: some like Nintendo directs end up being like little wet farts. Yeah, you like know? some of them they do. Nah, this, this was one a Thanksgiving up. Day dinner. Yeah, this was this actually to me this outside of you know the direct they did for the actual announcement. 
Like this was this was hype. This was amazing. This was hype for the sure. The sheer amount of shit that they have announced and put into this game. What the fuck? And there's and there seems like an entire portion of the uh, of the, the start menu. screen that they're not even showing us yet. Yeah. They showed us the menu and there's one part of it still blurred out. And he's like, yeah. you may have noticed the sections blurred out. You know, we're not ready to talk about that. They're part gonna throw yet. a JRPG in there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, God. We find out. Yeah, there's gonna be campaign mode. Oh, oh my but it's, God, a campaign. I, I, that's it's more than be... just one player. It's it's literally like building your character. Yeah, okay. it's going to be built on uh, based off Link's Awakening. Oh, yeah. Ma- no, maybe it. it'll be create your own character. Maybe we'll have create a character. What? You Wait. How is that no possible? Way. How no that way. Possible? No Same way. Same way they do it in things like uh, like wrestling games. You get a move set, a list that you pick from. Yeah, I mean, imagine. because they had, Design your own character. They, ha- well, they had the Mii Fighters. Though? They had the Mii Fighters know, last time. Like, I mean, it's, it's a natural I don't progression. I want to use fucking Mii. No, I'm just saying it's a natural progression that they just built upon that system. Why not, I, dude? If they'd bro. have to have so many different like uh, they have animation move sets styles. you can move, you can no, choose no, no, from. not just move sets, but like I mean, animation styles, like like customization options, customize, customize the color of like your. How glass. does all of this fit? Okay, onto the switch. That's who's who's going to eat their question. hat when that is what it is? Uh, that's just an idea off the top of my head. I, 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 it's not a bad one. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see half the things that are on this game. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I mean, if they did it, they'd have to do something like what they they did with the Mii Fighters, where it's like a very narrow band of of personalization options. Yeah. That's what that's what I think. Maybe. If if it's that. got 103 levels, I mean, sure. But but if it's that, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. That's not a creative. Again, though, I was saying, they've got tons of characters, tons of levels. Like, clearly... They have no shortage of unless, abilities or customization. Listen, unless I can make my custom character from the old Raw game <laughs> that had the wrestling singlet and the paintball mask, then I don't want to hear no, it. You know what it's going to be? It. You know what it's going to be? It's going to be the area where it's not going to be loot boxes, but it's going to be where you spend your in-game currency to unlock unlockables. That, so like from the old Mario Party that, game? Yeah. That, that very well may for, be. for your characters, which lets me to believe there doesn't be multiple outfits and stuff for the characters. We do know that you don't have to unlock levels this time around. Right. All 103 are available at go. That's you do unlock cool. the characters, though. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because I think one of the uh, uh, things that people were, were complaining about uh, uh, for, like, the tournament mode and stuff is that you basically have to unlock everything before going into it. Like that was one, It's one of the big complaints that they had. Wow, 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 wow. But it has a tournament mode now, so but you ain't But people love that. unlocking stuff. And, and right, that's as, part as, of listen, why you get it. Yeah, as long as Nintendo doesn't go, you can unlock it, or you can pay us $5 and yeah, it'll right, be unlocked. Right, right. As long as they don't go that route, I think they'll be fine. Uh, and then uh, we also talk, uh, we play The Last Word. Uh, before when we played this, we played it slightly differently. Um, this, this way's better. This time, I think, actually, Worked and I, I really like the addition of the timer. That, I agree. I thought that was thought that was a really good addition. Uh, and then of course we talk. Uh, we end this week's show talking uh, about our social media question. What was your most embarrassing gaming related purchase? Uh, I was I was kind of big rigs. I mean I was I was kind of surprised like that we didn't have more like odd offbeat you know Joe don't you own Hooniepop I do own Hooniepop so here's why I didn't say Hooniepop right because I said that when we did a segment like your like most shameful thing that you oh yeah, yeah 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 I yeah, said yeah. it then I didn't want to double yeah, back I, but that was a fucking year ago see I technically True. have it as well but it was bought for me Nah, y'all I'm, just I'm more y'all just ashamed to own a game that's banned no no, 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 no. straight up Kooky bought that for me I, listen I 
Here's how not ashamed I am. I beat that game to 100% completion. Oh, wow. So there's that for you. you. you know, that said, I'm way more ashamed of big rigs than I am of Hootie Pop. By, by the way, Robbie, you do know that you can reject gifts given to you on sure Steam, can. right? Not from Kooky. You don't say no to a gift from Kooky. If it's Hootie Pop, you do. You monster. No, absolutely not. I wouldn't have accepted I, I think She could I give would. me a box of dog shit and I'd say thank you. <laughs> to, well, I wouldn't, to be I wouldn't fair, have put when, it in my Steam library. To be fair, when I would have passed up, that around like an STD. I had no idea what it was. So when a gift pops up, you hit accept, you say thank you, and then you look at it later and go, oh no. Uh-oh. Oh <laughs> yeah. no. Someone's and then gonna... you spend a half an hour trying to find out if there's a way you can hide it so one of the people look at your games that you don't see it. <laughs> and there not, isn't. Nope. There's there not isn't. a way to do I that. Was so you happy. that. I was so happy when I installed that game and saw that Robbie owned it too. I'm like, oh, all right. I was so happy. Fuck you. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to do it here for the Checkpoint Radio podcast. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. Checkpointradio.com is where you can find out more info about the show, as well as full episodes on demand now posted on Fridays, interviews from past shows, and much, much more. That's all over at CheckpointRadio.com. Stay up to date on all the latest by following us on social media. That's CheckPT Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you like the show, consider dropping by our Apple Podcast feed and just give us a little rating and a review. Checkpoint Radio is produced by Westwood One. Our theme is provided by the band Weird At Last. Big thanks to our producers, Rick Scott, Kevin Graham, and Christine Corpus. For the Checkpoint Radio crew, Robbie Landis, Norris Howard, and Joe Sloan, I'm Nate Bender. Keep listening. You've been listening to the Checkpoint Radio Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, tune into our weekly radio show. For more information and the latest on esports and gaming, go to CheckpointRadio.com.